Hi, this is Lee Merriweather, and you're listening to TV Confidential. I've got it. Why didn't I think of it sooner? Of what, Comrade Wayne? Up my left sleeve, I have a tiny radio transmitter strapped above my elbow. What a curious device to carry. Not at all, Miss Kitka. Capitalists like myself who carry large sums of money often have such safety contrivances. If I could just get at it. Ed Roberts wants a reminder that the next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this station at the usual time. We hope you'll join us for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us as we continue our tribute to Adam West. We've been talking about favorite episodes. We mentioned we had Julie Newmar as a guest on the program. We also had Lee Merriweather. And one of my favorite episodes is the one where she didn't play Catwoman, but she played an heiress who was kidnapped by King Tut, and it's got one of the best tags in the history of the series. And as it happened, it's it's one of one of those moments in Lee's career that she remembered, and we talked about it when we had her on the show. We're going to play that clip right now. Back to Adam a bit. You you played Catwoman in the movie, mm-hmm. and you had the dual yes. role, but you also you also did one of my favorite episodes of the Batman series with Vic, uh, with uh, Vi- uh, Victor Buono. Yes, uh, it's, I it's, did. It's, it's it's the one with one of my favorite tags. <laughs> Um, you know, Bruce, Bruce Wayne actually gets lucky <laughs> with yeah. with my character, that, that, and it was, and it was funny because I had forgotten, I had forgotten that that's how that episode mm-hmm. ended. I I remembered being a bratty uh, socialite, you know, uh, the daughter of either the governor or the mayor of Gotham City or something. And she was very spoiled. Mm-hmm. And she just, and I loved the character. It was yes, just her, wonderfully her, written. Her dad's name was and, John E. Carson. Oh, yes. <laughs> John E. Carson. Was a, he was either a, a millionaire, billionaire, yeah. trillionaire, yeah. or whatever, or a, a government official. I, I don't remember. But he, she but just Nobody cared because we're all looking at you. And it was a, a costume party where I, I was dressed as Cleopatra, and my date was Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Dressed as Julius, or, or no, Mark Anthony. That's right, Mark I think Anthony. It was Martha, Mark Anthony, and I loved playing this spoiled brat. And then when I was when I was uh, abducted by <laughs> Victor Bono yes. as King Tut, it was just hysterical because I was still a spoiled brat, and I was my father is going <laughs> to just oh played it way over the top and it was just heaven back back to the tag again it's when when you watch a show or even if you watch a show only once or twice there's certain things that just stick in your mind and it's mm-hmm. like after batman rescues rescues you you resume your date yes uh, and you very demurely ask bruce in for milk and cookies yes and and you made the and you made them yourself but mm-hmm. uh, and 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 bruce says well i i can't do that because you know, we, and then he then he breaks the fourth wall mm-hmm. and says, "Man cannot live on crime fighting alone." <laughs> <laughs> Heaven. Heaven, yes, and he did it so well. He he's he for my money he's so underrated as an actor. He just really I don't think anyone truly appreciated his gifts. Adam was. Uh, is still yeah. uh, a very uh, consummate actor. He really, the the fine line, when you think about it, yeah. he, he, he went along that tightrope mm-hmm. just so evenly. One step to the left, one step to the right, and would have crashed and burned. But 
he he maintained it throughout to to being absolutely brilliant as a, a, a comedian. Lee Merriweather, recollecting uh, working with Adam West uh, uh, in, in the two-parter uh, of Batman that she did in the second season of Batman. This is from a conversation that originally aired on our program in uh, November 2009. Adam West uh, passed away this past June 10th at the age of 88, as they say, in, in the film industry, he had a nice long run. A nice long mm. run. And you were saying that was your favorite episode. Yeah. I cannot think of a... I can think of favorite moments, but not like a an episode. Just... And uh, and I'm the same way. Cannot think of a favorite episode. As long as it had Catwoman in it, those were the ones that I resonated to. And it wasn't until I was adult that I realized there were different actresses playing well, Catwoman. You know, it's, it's funny because I was born 64. Batman premiered January 66. I have vague recollections. One of the first visual memories I have it's the scene from the first King Tut episode where Bruce Wayne is kidnapped and he's strapped to a gurney and they're driving up this winding road and Bruce Wayne tries to escape and he manages to jar the door loose and so he escapes the ambulance but he's strapped to the gurney and he's rolling down this winding road towards this 4,000 foot cliff I remember and that's the cliffhanger mm -hmm. I remember I remember that vividly uh, but I don't remember anything about the series until uh, one of the local stations started showing it again in the 70s but I remember because you mentioned watching it in black and white and, and, and then seeing it in color for the first time I remember in 71 ABC showed the Batman movie on the ABC Sunday night movie, and it was a big deal. And, of course, Lee Merriweather played Catwoman in the movie. And when a couple of years later, the local one of the local stations started showing the TV show, I was surprised that Lee Merriweather didn't play Catwoman in the TV show. I was surprised that Julie Newmar did. But to me, even though Julie Newmar was good, and we'll talk about her in just a second, to me... Lee Merriweather is always the cat one. Hmm. See, for me, I think the, the, the image I, I get immediately is Julie Newmar. And, and when I'm watching it now on MeTV, I'm looking at her in that costume. Yeah. And even the way that she would wear her, her belt, it's like, how did standards and practices at that get away with that costume? Because, because I think the way Julie Newmar wore it, it left so little to, to the, the imagination. imagination yeah. Uh, more so than the other two actors who who, who played that role, and it's yeah, you know, especially when you're seeing like her her running, her being very physical in that. It is, you know, if if people were bent out of shape over Laura Petrie's capri pants, you know, this was you know, the, this was in color and shinier. Yes, Laura Petrie was a good girl. Catwoman was not. Catwoman was not. And we have a clip where Julie Newmore talks about that. For her first appearance, it was straight. I mean, she was a villain, and Batman was in her way. Once Stanley Ralph Ross came aboard, he did not write the first Catwoman episode, but he wrote all the other Catwoman episodes featuring Julie Newmore, and he wrote almost all the Victor Buono episodes. Once he started writing for the character... There was a lot more interplay, will they, won't they, sexual tension between Catwoman and Batman. Even 
within the confines of standards and practices and even within the confines of this is a 730 show. Mm -hmm. So there are kids in the audience. And so there was a lot of deft balancing of stuff going on and they carried it off brilliantly. And that bring, and this goes back to one of my other favorite moments. And this is, this, this is in one of the Julie Newmar episodes where um, after Batman captures Catwoman, they almost, but not quite, have an embrace. And uh, Julie Newmark talks about this in this clip from her appearance on their show that originally aired December 2011. You mentioned some of the writers on Batman. Uh, I believe Stanley uh, Ralph... Stanley Ralph Ross, yes. Did he? That's his angel hide. <laughs> yeah. But he wrote five of the six shows that I did, one-hour shows, mm -hmm. as Catwoman, and he got all the words right. He would take the word cat go to the dictionary and find any word with cat in it and just, you know, just the script became so lush with all this catatonic and catechisms and, and, and what it, you name it. We just had so much fun. Once, uh, what, once you establish yourself as the character and he, and he would write subsequently, um, you know, subsequent episodes, did he, uh, did he uh, talk to you and, and solicit ideas from you in terms of, you know, stories or characterization? Oh, heavens, no. It was all in his fertile head. <laughs> it was so brilliant. We just, we delighted in the script that we had. As a matter of fact, all I had to do was just choreograph the words. And oftentimes I did that. Oh, I remember one instance, we were running late. It was about 8 o'clock, and the director, the producer, the producers were sweating buckets because after a certain hour, all the crew members are put on what's called gold time. In other words, they're paid twice as much per hour mm -hmm. as normally. And producers hate that. Mm -hmm. and, and actors, we, we don't mind. Cause we got kind of tired at that time. But I remember setting up an entire it was a seduction scene in which I walked down a, a a series of steps and there was a railing and I kind of half slid, half walked down this railing and positioned Batman himself, Adam himself, they all, and the director, I said, now let me choreograph it for you. We can do this in one take. And sure enough, we did. And we all went home and the producer was very happy. As, as are we, because I, I remember that show. I think that's the one that ends up uh, where Adam almost kisses you. Well, there's, there's several scenes like that, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, there, well the, He almost does. Yes. And that creates the kind of tension that people seem to remember <laughs> more than any other. So it, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's a, the, 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 you know, I mean, one of the ones that I, that I always remember is you and Adam almost lock lips, and then Boy Wonder comes along and says, Batman, Chief, you know, uh, the, the police are here. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Batman says, well, what are we going to do about Robin? And Catwoman looks around and says, we'll kill him. <laughs> well, I mean, her natural cat-like brain, I mean, what else do you do with a nuisance or a mouse or something? You just bat that around, you see. It's <laughs> so plain outrageous. <laughs> that 
perhaps it's something people remember. Julie Newmar, remembering Adam West and Batman and Catwoman and Boy Wonder and Stanley Ralph Ross from a conversation that originally aired in September 2011 here on TV Confidential as we continue our remembrance of Adam West. Now, would Eartha Kitt be away, uh, able to get away with the same tension that Julie Newmar had considering the time? Now, I loved her portrayal. Just I could listen to Eartha Kitt... Uh, playing that, I mean, she was brilliant, just her voice. Her and, natural speaking voice was natural, a purr. Yeah, it was a purr. And then there was one that was just recently on MeTV with uh, Catwoman and, and the Joker, Joker yeah. and just the, the the banter between the two villains, you know, joining forces to defeat Batman was, uh, you know, and everything she said was a pun, you know, yeah. was you know, like, like, um, like it was just brought up. Many if, haha. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, just I wonder, you know, how to get all of that, some of that dialogue yes. out. But, yeah, her natural voice, like you said, was a purr. Yeah, this is something interesting for me. Remember, I'm, you know, seeing this as a small child. And I do not know that three different actresses have played Catwoman. I was later surprised to learn, I guess as a teenager, that Eartha Kitt not only did she take over the role of Catwoman, she was black. I did not. I did not realize that until I was a teenager. And is that the power of the character? You know, or a black and white TV? I, I, I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm my obvious. My, my obvious answer is black and white Wait, TV. Probably. But, um, but I. I wish. I wish they would have explored some of the same dynamics that. Julie Newmar built on in her portrayal when Eartha Kitt took over the show. Now, yeah. now, now we've talked about this before, that the, the whole dynamics of the show was different because it went from being essentially an hour-long show to a half-hour show. Yeah. Inst- instead of being twice, two half-hours a week, they, they cut it back to one half-hour a week. And so, the, and so basically you had to compress an hour's worth of stuff into a single half an hour and episode. Could they have done the? Because you know the the shows that ended with the cliffhanger also a couple of the Catwoman stories with uh, Julie Newmar ended kind of unresolved because you 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 thought that she had died. Right. Will this cat have nine you know, lives? Yeah, nine, there's one she fell into a pit. There's one that she fell off of a building and they didn't see her. You know, there was you know basically it was a. Uh, the ocean and in right. you know did she did she make it and batman pulls out his back his bat handkerchief yes and, <laughs> and wept. he wept batman he, yeah wept. yeah because he, yeah so there was a couple could they have uh potentially had tried to kill off the the black cat woman well you know or, or would that have gotten some uh bat well I'm, I'm thinking aloud here or bat lash bat lash okay. well, <laughs> that I'm, I'm thinking aloud here um remember Part of what remember they in the third season they brought in Yvonne Craig as Batgirl. Yeah, and part of that dynamic, and they were not always consistent with that. I mean, there were episodes where Batman was uptight about Batgirl showing up, mm-hmm. and there are some and there are episodes where the two of them would kind of flirt with each other. I remember the one; mm-hmm. uh, it was the last part of the of, of the uh, three parter with. Rudy Valley, where Batgirl and Batman are in a dungeon, and Batgirl is chained against the wall, and Batman pulls out his bat pick mm-hmm. and starts sawing, you know, freeing mm-hmm. her from her chains, and he's doing it kind of, you know, 
like he's like he's strumming a violin, and she mm-hmm. and she's kind of, you know, Batgirl's mm-hmm. kind of flirting at him. You know, so, <laughs> and they had they had a few moments like that. So it, it seems to me maybe the reason why they didn't explore that with the Eartha Kitt character mm-hmm. when she played Batgirl is because they were already doing that kind of sort of between Batman and Batgirl. Ah. The potential that you know was not explored. Yeah. I mean, we could we could probably talk about forever and ever and ever. And the show did not last that long. But and and remember, there there were plans. I, I think for the subsequent season, if it happened, that they were going to basically eliminate Robin and m- put more focus on Batgirl. Or one or that was one possibility. Another possibility was that um, they would alternate. One week it would be Batman and Batgirl. The other week it would be Batman and Robin. One of the stories, I think Joel Eisner talks about it in his Bat book. ABC canceled the show. Within a week, NBC notified Fox and said, we would like to pick up the show for the fourth season. And according to the story, um, they had already started bulldozing the set oh. when NBC came forward. And NBC, and NBC did not want to invest money in rebuilding the set. So... Had NBC came for, come forward a, a, a day or so earlier, there may have been a fourth season. And you do not think that Batgirl and Robin could have existed in the same program? I'm just going off the speculation. Interesting, because I can't imagine Batman without the Boy Wonder. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen from our tribute to Adam West that originally aired in June. 2017, a segment that included audio from our conversations with Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather here on TV Confidential. Lee Merriweather and Julie Newmar are two of the six actresses honored at the new Catwoman exhibit that is currently on display this summer at the Hollywood Museum. We'll take a quick time out and we'll be back with more TV Confidential right after this. Got a product or service that you want our listeners to know about? Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com forward slash advertise or visit the TV Confidential page at advertisecast.com. Ed Robertson along with Tony Figaro and Donna Allen from Story Salon, Southern California's longest running regularly performing live storytelling ensemble, which I understand is at a new location. Yeah, we're very excited about it. We're moving actually to the Party Art Studio on Laurel Canyon Boulevard, 5302 Laurel Canyon. It's a new art gallery and it's, it's beautiful. Been, it's beautiful. Don and I have been involved with Story Salon for the last nine plus years. We're going to be in an art gallery now. We're going to have a $5 cover, some nice refreshments, and a wonderful eclectic evening of storytelling. Which is a great environment because, it, 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 as you say, the word is eclectic. And for $5, it's a great evening of entertainment. You can't ask for much more. No, not at all. And uh, these stories, some of them are funny, some of them are tragic, some of them are a little off the wall. But we just have a wonderful time uh, keeping the art of storytelling alive. And you can find out more about it by going to storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, go to ATVAudio.com. We're Biffle and Schuster. 
how do you do? We turned up here to spread some cheer and entertain you. That's right, we're Biffle and Schuster. I'm Benny Biffle, and this is Sammy Schuster. And we're here to tell you about this amazing DVD, not BVD, DVD, that just came out from a company called Kino Lorber. And you know what Kino Lorber means, don't you, Sammy? I sure do. It means sales. <laughs> Lots of sales. This collection is called The Misadventures of... Biffle this? and Schuster. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's terrific. Good. Yeah, you know what uh, Joe Dante says about them? What did he say? He says, forehead slapping funny. What impresses is the dogged authenticity to the era, which makes it all the more hilarious. Absolutely. Accent on the high. We're Biffle and Schuster, as you can see. No one else can make that statement louder than we. They say we're soporific and it's probably we. We're Biffle and Schuster, oh, we're Biffle and Schuster. No, no, we're Biffle and Schuster. B-I-F-F-L-Biffle, Biffle, S-H-W-U-S-T-E, Schuster. Biffle and Schuster, need we say more? Available wherever DVDs are sold through our friends at Kino Lorber. All right, you loafers, get back to work. What am I paying you for? Why is he yelling at his shoes? You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Best of all, it's free. To find out how to subscribe to the TV Confidential podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.